Chapter 14 of Three Years in the Federal Cavalry, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Three Years in the Federal Cavalry by Willard Glazier. Chapter 14, Part 1. Kilpatrick's Gunboat Expedition, 1863. Escape of Lee into Virginia. Reasons cavalry advance into the valley via harper's ferry and fight riot in new york and other northern cities again across the potomac on sacred soil blackberries and discipline mails battle of manassas gap mosby again and his bands author's birthday kilpatrick's gunboat expedition on the rappahannock cavalry captures navy complimented by superiors general advance of the army third cavalry battle at brandy station stewart's cavalry worsted at culpepper courthouse sharp artillery practice at raccoon ford on the rapidan special duties and special dangers good living along the hazel and robertson rivers important reconnaissance and raid hard fighting and narrow escape needed rest received the paymaster rebel plan of attack foiled by a citizen informer suspicious activity on our front this sudden and masterly movement of the rebels was a cutting surprise to general meade and a source of mortification and chagrin to all gloriously successful as we had been it was evident that hesitation and indecision had greatly detracted from our laurels we had won a world-renowned victory but we had failed to reap all the legitimate fruits which our situation placed within our reach general lee had been terribly punished but his escape was quite marvellous one writer says quote, when his shattered columns commenced their retreat from gettysburg few of his officers can have imagined that they would ever reach virginia with their artillery and most of their trains unquote. and though their trains were severely handled and greatly injured yet the old rebel army of north virginia with nearly all its artillery made its exit from soil too sacred to freedom for a rebel victory their losses however had been immense and they were only too glad to escape in a manner very unlike the audacious way in which they had advanced but a few weeks previous into the northern states it now became the policy of our leader to follow the fugitives as closely as the changed circumstances of affairs would permit and to give the rebels no rest while he endeavored to press them determinedly and watched them by means of scouts and signal stations with a jealous eye there is however a limit to the endurance which men and horses are capable of and beyond this the overtaxed powers give way and exhausted nature claims her rights few there are except those who have had experience who know how much privation the brave soldier and his general suffer in the toils of the field on the rapid march the hasty bivouac the broken slumbers the wakeful watchings and the scanty fare it must be remembered also that our army had made many forced marches describing in its route a line somewhat resembling the circumference of a great circle as a careful survey of the map of movements will show while the route of the enemy who had several days the start of us was more like the diameter of that circle our cavalry had not only fought and defeated the rebel cavalry on many sanguinary fields but it had met the serried lines of their infantry also as at gettysburg where the brave fawnsworth fell 
owing to this fatigue of our forces our pursuit of the enemy was not as vigorous it would seem in a cursory glance as it should have been as soon as it was ascertained that the rebel army was in full retreat a force of our cavalry was sent across the potomac at harper's ferry bivouacking the night of the fourteenth of july on bolivar heights early the next morning we advanced on the winchester turnpike as far as halltown where we deflected on the right to the road to shepherdstown we had not proceeded far before we encountered the enemy's cavalry under fitzhugh lee with which we were soon involved in a spirited contest at first our troops were worsted and driven back a short distance but having found a good position we rallied and repulsed several desperate charges inflicting heavy losses until the rebels were glad to give up the game and consequently retired colonel drake first virginia and colonel gregg were among the rebels slain while on our side the highest officer killed was captain fisher of the sixteenth pennsylvania the fighting was done principally on foot while these things were transpiring kilpatrick moved his division from falling waters to boonsboro by way of williamsport and hagerstown sad evidences of the recent battles and marches in dead animals and general debris were seen all along the way having reached our bivouac near boonsboro our men and horses came to their rations and rest with a wonderful relish during the day we had been reading of the murderous riots made in northern cities especially in new york where men in mobs had ostensibly leagued against the authority of the government the bloody accounts are stirring the rank and file of our army terribly a feeling of intense indignation exists against traitorous demagogues who are undoubtedly at the bottom of all this anarchy detachments from many of the old regiments are now being sent north to look after northern traitors this depletion of our ranks we cannot well afford for every available man is needed in the field many of our regiments are much reduced the harris light now musters but one hundred men fit for duty scarcely one-tenth the number with which we entered upon the campaign our horses are also much used up hundreds of them have been killed and wounded in battle and not a few have played out so that they are utterly unserviceable the author of these records has worn out completely two horses since he had a second horse shot under him in the cavalry fight near upperville july sixteenth boots and saddles sounded at four o'clock and before daylight we were on our way toward harper's ferry we revisited roresville crossed crampton's gap and at last reached the potomac at berlin where the division was separated a portion of it moving to harper's ferry where they bivouacked at night in the yard of the destroyed united states arsenal pontoons at harper's ferry in berlin were used for crossing the army into virginia the crossing was being effected as rapidly as possible yet for so vast an army it is always slow and tedious our troops are daily crossing and advancing but all is otherwise quiet we are now receiving an issue of clothing which we greatly need our ranks are putting on a new revived appearance the first sergeants of the harris light received orders to finish their payrolls general lee is reported to be falling back to the rappahannock sunday july nineteenth our cavalry left harper's ferry at two o'clock p m crossed the river on pontoons at sandy hook and advanced into virginia monthly returns for june were made before our march commenced the weather is very warm and sultry on the twentieth we resumed our march at ten a m 
and advanced to leesburg where we fed our horses and rested in the decline of the day we marched to goose creek on whose grassy banks we bivouacked for the night the whole cavalry force is moving towards the rappahannock on the twenty first we advanced via gum springs and centerville to manassas junction the boys had had some gay times to-day after blackberries which we found in great abundance all along our line of march general gregg was compelled to dismount several men in the forenoon and ordered them to march on foot for the offence of leaving the ranks for berries without permission a command would soon be totally demoralized if such tendency to unsoldierly conduct were not checked and though at times discipline seems severe yet especially with us it is absolutely necessary july twenty two to-day we marched to the vicinity of gainesville we fell in with scott's nine hundred and we were marching across the old field of bull run among whom we found several old acquaintances we spent a very few interesting moments together july twenty three our commander was cheered to-day by the arrival of a large mail which brought a message to nearly every man during active campaigning as in the invasion of pennsylvania and maryland it is difficult to keep up postal connections with the civil world and with the very best efforts which can be made our mails are greatly delayed sometimes even for weeks together but when they do come they are hailed with a delight which is almost frantic the post-boys are cheered as far as they can be seen as they wend their way from camp to camp with their horses loaded down with the enormously swollen mail-bags several bushels of letters are sometimes brought by one carrier as was the case to-day fighting at manassas gap during the day we have heard very heavy cannonading in the direction of white plains it appears that general meade misled by the information brought by some of his scouts expected to engage the rebel army in manassas gap or west of that where general buford found the enemy in force our army was accordingly concentrated upon this point the third corps under general french which occupied ashby's gap was sent forward rapidly to buford's support where its first division commanded by general hobart ward pushed through the gap driving the enemy before it but with mutual loss here the new york excelsior brigade general f b spinola commanding greatly distinguished itself by making three heroic charges up the frowning steeps where the rebels were strongly posted their general was twice wounded but the effort was a success on the morning of the twenty fourth our soldiers pushed forward as far as front royale but found no enemy then they learned that they had been fighting only a portion of lee's rear guard which in the night had slipped away in the trail of their main army southward by this move general meade's army lost about two days march and when again we reached the banks of the rappahannock the old foe was facing us in threatening attitude from the opposite shore this afternoon the harris light was sent on a scout to thoroughfare gap from the heights beyond the gap we saw the wagon train of the eleventh corps moving towards warrenton this was a portion of the force which had expected a fight at manassas gap july twenty five our cavalry force reached the vicinity of warrenton junction when we went into bivouac the second squadron of our regiment under captain o j downing moved to thoroughfare gap and returned to gainesville where it joined the regiment and then marched with us to the junction via bristol and Calitz. before night we were sent out on picket in the vicinity of Calitz station where we relieved the first virginia cavalry 
we continued on picket through the twenty-sixth but all was quiet along the lines an inspection of horses was made this morning when a large number were condemned as utterly unserviceable and they were started off towards washington to be exchanged for better one july twenty seven i have the responsibility and honor of being in command of a company this afternoon a detachment of our forces was sent out on a sort of bushwhacking expedition a portion of company f was captured by the fourth virginia cavalry while patrolling the road near bristersburg we are not doing much these days except picketing scouting recruiting resting on the twenty ninth our entire brigade was marched to within three miles of warrenton and then countermarched to the old camp and on the last day of the month we advanced to warrenton in heavy force where general meade had had his headquarters for several days august one to-day general meade moved his headquarters to rappahannock station the heat is excessive two men of the harris light were sunstruck during the day we left warrenton at seven o'clock a m and moved very slowly all night we bivouacked not far from new baltimore on the following day we were sent out on picket which here is neither difficult nor dangerous our colonel otto harhaus is ill and is awaiting his documents for leave of absence from the regiment august three the colonel received his papers to-day and started forthwith for new york captain l h southard the senior officer is in command the regiment was sent to thoroughfare gap where we encamped in an apple orchard our infantry lines now extended down the rappahannock as far as fredericksburg which we hold the cavalry is picketing and patrolling all this territory however as there are so many regiments to engage in this work the duty is comparatively light many hands make light work sunday august nine we still continue near thoroughfare gap occasionally as our turn comes we picket along the manassas gap railroad major e f cook who has been absent for some time returned to us to-day and took command my old company e shows the following report present thirty-two fit for duty twenty-two on monday the regiment left camp at nine a m and separating into several detachments moved upon white plains and middleburg from different directions these places have been occupied for some time by mosby's guerrilla bands we did not succeed however in bringing them into an engagement as they were sharply on the lookout and studiously kept beyond the reach of our carbines occasionally our pickets are attacked by them and some lively times are experienced august thirteenth i was detailed by the adjunct this morning to act as a sergeant-major in place of sergeant temple who is assigned to the command of a company very few commissioned officers are with the regiment at present this leaves the command of several companies to enlisted men some of our officers are out on detached service while not a few during the lull of army operations have asked and received leaves of absence and are visiting their friends in the north it might indeed be said that we are all rusticating and were it not for the guerrilla bands that infest the country attacking our outpost and frequently disturbing our lines of communication with our bases of supply as well as the outer world our condition would be one of pleasing rest on the fourteenth a little excitement was afforded us to relieve us from the monotonous life which we are spending a detachment of the regiment commanded by captain greggs made a bold dash upon an ill-starred portion of mosby's band near aldi where we captured three men and twenty horses and equipment 
most of which had formerly belonged to our service, having been taken by these wily guerrillas. Nearly every horse had the familiar U.S. upon his shoulder, and the saddles, with very few exceptions, were of northern manufacture. August 15. The Harris Light moved from Thoroughfare Gap at 10 a.m. We reached Hartward Church at 8 in the evening, via New Baltimore and Greenwich. A considerable halt was made at Warrenton Junction, where we drew rations and forage. Henry E. Davies, Jr., just promoted to the colonelcy of the regiment, joined us at the junction and took command. He is immensely popular with the men, especially those who admire bravery and heroism, and who covet to be thoroughly drilled and disciplined. August 17. We continue at Hartwood Church with our camp located very near General Kilpatrick's headquarters. During the day, Colonel Davies appointed me second lieutenant and assigned me to the command of Company M, as both the captain and first lieutenant of the company were absent on detached service. Late in the evening, I received orders to report with my company at an early hour next day to Captain Meade, Division Quartermaster. At five o'clock on the morning of the 18th, we made our bow to the captain, who dispatched us as an escort or guard to a train from Hartward to Warrenton Junction. During the march, we made an exciting dash upon a band of guerrillas who were watching for us, expecting to make some captures. But they were disappointed, for we were not only prepared to resist them, but would have captured them but for the superior fleetness of their horses. After accomplishing the work we were sent out to do, and resting one night, we returned to the regiment. August 22. This is my natal day. I find myself twenty-two years of age. I am not surrounded on this anniversary, as in former years, by friends of my childhood, but memories of the past come trooping up in such vivid lines as to make the day one of deep interest. August 28. My company, which forms a part of Captain Mitchell's battalion, is doing picket duty at present with the battalion on the Rappahannock between Banks and United States Fords. My company is at the captain's headquarters and acts as Grand Guard. Sunday, August 30. Today I accompanied the division and brigade officers of the day in their visit to and inspection of the pickets along the Rappahannock. Our ride was very pleasant. Captain Baker, of the 5th New York Cavalry, dined with Captain Mitchell and myself. He is a lively companion, was in the hands of Mosby last spring, and has a fund of amusing and interesting incidents of army life with which to enliven his conversation. On the last day of August, Captain Mitchell was ordered to report to the regiment at Hartwood Church with his reserves. The pickets are to remain on the river until attacked by the enemy, or recalled by orders from division headquarters. End of chapter 14, part 1